When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. The following is a presentation of IMG, America's home for college sports. This is Duck Insight. This is Duck Insight. Insight on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. 25, 20, How about the straight up. They will score. Boy, got some speed. They will not get it. He makes the grab. Yes. What a bullet throw. Sir. What a bullet throw from her. Welcome to Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. Time now for your daily dose of Oregon athletics. Here's your host, Joey Mack. Zeroing in on Oregon softball today after the Ducks got their big sweep of the Huskies up in Seattle, taking down the then-ranked number four team in the polls. The Ducks were number two. 
Going on the road, sweeping anybody is difficult, but sweeping a team that's as good as Washington, extremely difficult. Head softball coach Mike White will join us on the show today, as will the voice of the Oregon softball team on the student radio station KWVA. Mark Grandy, he's the sports director. He'll join us coming up in just a little while. Your Facebook comments and questions here. Happy May to everybody joining us. It is the first day of May, which is also uh, National Barbecue Month, one of my favorite months of the year. We finally get some springtime. And going back to our conversation with Dino Filia, Randy, uh, which which is better? What kind of barbecue? Uh, I, I'm spoiled. I go Lexington barbecue. Okay. Lexington pork, barbecue Pork shoulder vinegar-based, North Carolina style. I like a good vinegar-based. I really do. It's the only way to go. You know, but Great night that, for baseball, as Alex points out, too. Go ahead. Yeah, Alex. but no, there's that whole whole hog versus, you know, pork shoulder right? debate. And then don't even bring the folks from Texas and Kansas City in because then they start talking about cows and stuff. <laughs> Good insight. <laughs> I love that from Randy Anthony. All right. Uh, on the show today, though, Mike, Mike White, Mark Grandy. And tonight it's going to be a beautiful evening at PK Park. Looks like it's going to be sunshine for the Civil War. It's a 530 start here on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. The Beavers will be in town taking on the Ducks. Oregon got swept by Oregon State. Two close games, one not-so-close game up in Corvallis a few weeks ago. It's game four of five in the season series between the Ducks and the Beavs, and Oregon coming off a series win over USC. Ducks really, really need a solid, solid win. Um, I do see a couple people chiming in on barbecue. Leo, Santa Maria-style tri-tip BBQ Red Oak. Heck yes, Leo. You and I are on the same page, sir. And Alex says, uh, "Give me some brisket, and I'm good." I, I'm with you. I bet Leo Al, coming in su- there. For- he, you could suggest a beer to go with that too, Joey. I yes. bet with, with the, oh. the description that he just gave of the barbecue. 100. percent Yeah. 100. percent Good job. And uh, I love that. And Al, he says, coming in there uh, for the weekend from Appleton, Wisconsin, to watch Megan Kleiss pitch. Yeah, the Ducks will take on Utah this upcoming weekend after Oregon uh, got that sweep over Washington. This is a big series because now the Ducks are in the driver's seat. If they went out, they're Pac-12 champs. Utah, though, being last place in the conference, there might be a little bit of a mental something there. We'll talk with Mike White about that coming up in just a little while. I spent about 11 minutes this morning talking with Mike White up in his office about all things Ducks softball, and it was a really, really good conversation. I contend that this is the best-equipped Oregon softball team to win in the postseason that the Ducks have probably ever had. More on that with Mark Grandy coming up in just a little while. Back on the baseball front, though, with Oregon State in town tonight. Uh, Neither team has announced who the starting pitcher for each side is going to be. I imagine you're going to see a few different arms out there for either side. But if the Ducks can win tonight, it gets you back on the outside looking in still, but at least in the conversation of postseason if Oregon goes on a run here. Also of note, Kenyon Yovan was named the Pac-12 Pitcher of the Week and the Collegiate Baseball National Pitcher of the Week yesterday. News came out right after we got off the air. Yovan struck out 15 batters, didn't walk anybody on Saturday as the Ducks won 9-2. That 15 strikeouts is third most all-time in a single game at Oregon. David Peterson struck out 20 Arizona State Sun Devils, coincidentally, exactly one year before (laughs) the... Ducks, now right-handed starting pitcher, struck out 15. It was literally, to the day, one year. 20 strikeouts, then 15 strikeouts. David Peterson also struck out 17 against Mississippi State last year. And he passed Tyler Anderson for that third all-time and in a single game. Tyler Anderson struck out 14 in his career. David Peterson, first-round draft pick. Tyler Anderson, first-round draft pick. 
Tyler Anderson now pitching for the Rockies in their in their rotation. And the Ducks, uh, right-hander Kenyon Yovan, what could the future hold for him? Earned the Pac-12 Conference Pitcher of the Week honor for the second time this year. Since he moved from the closer role where he was a freshman All-American a year ago, Yovan is 4-1 and one in the starting rotation with a 2.01 ERA in six starts, allowing just nine runs on 28 hits in 40 and a third innings pitch, and he struck out 48 and walked just 10. Opposing batters hitting 197 against Kenyon Yovan. Yovan's 4-2 overall, the 2.54 ERA, does have five saves as well and has allowed just 16 earned runs on 40 hits in 56 and two-thirds innings pitch. He's had a tremendous transition to the starting rotation, a National Player of the Week honor, and a Pac-12 Pitcher of the Week honor for Kenyon Yovan. Certainly deserving. For the Ducks and the Beavers tonight, uh, Oregon at 21-20, and 20, Oregon State at 32-7. and 7. An opportunity for the Ducks with the 5.30 start time. It'll be a 5.15 pregame show here on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Opportunity for the Ducks to try and get something done. And also I want to remind you about Kyle Kasser and the Senior Class Award. Uh, the Ducks Senior Second Baseman is one of ten finalists for the Senior Class Award. It honors excellence in the community, classroom, character, and competition. Kyle Kasser fits the bill on all of these. And fans, you're encouraged to vote. Visit SeniorClassAward.com. And here's why that's so important. Fans account for a third of the vote. The other third is the national media. The other third is the coaches. I think Kyle Kasser has a really, really good chance to win it. Todd Miles, my broadcast partner and the sports information director for Oregon Baseball, was talking, or look, excuse me, was looking over all of the different entries in the 10 finalists for the Senior Class Award, and Kyle Kasser has a very, very good chance of winning it. In the classroom, he's an accomplished student. He graduated in less than four years. He's a team leader for this Oregon team. That fits that character mold. And community, if you haven't read and seen what the Ducks have done through Team Impact and working with 15-year-old James Dahl living with Rasmussen's encephalitis, well, Kyle Kasser led the charge to sort of adopt James Dahl into the Oregon baseball family. And it's been an awesome deal for both the players, James Dahl as well, and Kasser really led the charge in that community impact. And it's been a huge huge contributing factor for Oregon this season. And competition-wise, he's probably the Ducks' best hitter. Might be their best position player for sure. So I encourage you to vote. He deserves it. You can find it, SeniorClassAward.com. Kyle Kasser certainly deserving of your vote for the Senior Class Award. We'll talk more about it on the broadcast tonight with that 5:15 pregame show and 5:30 first pitch scheduled for the Ducks and the Beavers. Also of note, it's been announced that the latest edition of the Ducks Empire Tickets will go on sale this Friday. Save the date, if you will. The 4th of May on Friday, and you can visit DucksEmpire.com to learn more. Essentially, what the ticket is about is giving younger fans an easier opportunity financially to get in on being a season ticket holder. If you're under the age of 30, your season ticket and donation price are based on how old you are. The tickets start at just $199 for season football tickets. Football season tickets, I should say. If you're 18 to 22, it's $199 for the tickets. And then as you get older, the idea is you're going to make more money as you get older. It goes up by just incremental amounts. It's a little easier to budget for, and you get in on being a season ticket holder at a lower price, which as a 25-year-old, I can tell you is... A cool thing that the Ducks are doing. DucksEmpire.com. You can get a football season ticket if you're under the age of 30 at a discounted rate. 
Ducks trying to build an empire, as if you will, for the future of Oregon football. They go on sale on Friday. Keep an eye out for that. You can visit GoDucks.com and also DucksEmpire.com to learn more. We will take your Facebook comments and questions, and Cindy asks a very good one, which is something that we will zero in on with Coach White, also with Mark Grandy. How is it UCLA is ahead of Oregon in the rankings? Cindy, that is a great question. If I knew the answer to it, well, there'd probably be a little bit of a uh, debate. The point is, Oregon is number one in the RPI. That's probably going to be more important than the polls. Ducks are still number two in the polls. UCLA, who the Ducks beat in a series earlier this year, they're still number one in the poll, and it's like 31st place votes compared to one for the Ducks. I'm with you, Cindy. I don't get it. I, I don't. Now, I think what Coach White would tell you is doesn't matter. Ultimately, you just want to be in the top eight when the seeding comes out for Super Regionals because then you can host Regionals and Super Regionals before hopefully going to Oklahoma City. But, yeah, I'm with you, Cindy, 100%. 100%. I see Cliff asking, how is it the older uh, you get the prices higher? What is it for senior citizens? Um, that's a good question. As far as I know, for the Oregon Athletic Ticket Office, they don't have a program that goes down um, based on senior citizenship. But it's a good idea. I'll pass it along, Cliff. And Dustin, uh, what does RPI stand for? Rating Percentage Index, I believe. I'll double-check that during the break, but I think it's Rating Percentage Index. Essentially, it's just a ranking, and it's a formula that takes into account the teams that you beat, if you beat them on the road, if you beat them on neutral sites. And the formula is slightly different for each sport, but for softball, it's a very good indication of what the final seeding is going to look like. And again, I mentioned this yesterday. For those of you that have wondered what it's like going out to Oklahoma City, it is an awesome, awesome experience. I would encourage Duck fans, if you have the time and you want to see what it's like in Oklahoma City for the Women's College World Series, make the trip. It's worth it. It really is worth it. I'm Joey Mack. We'll take more of your Facebook comments and questions. Keep an eye out today. Uh, we're live in the 1 o'clock hour. The tennis selection show for the NCAA tennis tournament is today. The Ducks, both the men and the women's tennis teams, looking like they're going to get in and probably have a pretty good draw. Neil Shelander, head coach for the Oregon men's tennis team, is going to join us tomorrow. We'll break all of it down. I would encourage you to keep an eye out for that as the Ducks uh, hoping for a good draw and a chance to make a little run in the NCAA tennis tournament. Up next, as we're live here at the Duck Store, we purchase support the students, faculty, and staff at the University of Oregon. We'll sit down with Oregon softball head coach Mike White. His thoughts on getting a sweep over Washington, some things that have gone well for the Ducks, and again, I still contend that this is the best-equipped Oregon softball team to win in the postseason, probably that the Ducks have ever seen. We'll talk about that coming up. Your Facebook comments and questions as well. Joey Mack, it's Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. This is Joel Block for The Law and You with Eugene attorney Don Corson. Don, you recently won a case against an insurance company for improper practices after an auto accident. What happened? We represented a man who bought auto insurance to protect his family. When he got in an accident, his insurance company refused to settle, and he was sued. There was a substantial judgment against him. His insurance company's lawyers encouraged him to take bankruptcy. That's just plain wrong. We were asked to help the man and filed a lawsuit against his insurance company for its unacceptable practices. When the jury heard the facts, they strongly penalized the insurance company for its misconduct. Most cases like this are never prosecuted because insurance companies are exempt from Oregon's unfair trade practices law. 
Until this law changes, insurance companies sometimes can take advantage of their Oregon policyholders. Thanks, Don. For more on your rights with insurance companies, visit the law firm of Corson & Johnson at CorsonJohnsonLaw.com. The law in you is a community service and does not replace the advice of an attorney. More Duck Insider coming up on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. So, you know, I'm a dog, and I'm kind of new to this family, but I've noticed a trend. My humans do this thing where they go around and get all my toys and hide them in this basket, but it's always the same basket, and it's always the same place. And then they act so surprised when I find them, but I'm like, hello, that's where you put it last time. Humans are the worst at hide-and-go-seek. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Hi, I'm Matt Kenseth. You don't have to be a race car driver to know that life can be full of drama. Some of it you can't control, like mechanical issues, high winds, and rain delays. But there's some drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit FinishYourDiploma.org. That's FinishYourDiploma.org. You just need to take that first step and find free classes near you and leave the drama for the racetrack. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. Joy Mack, welcoming you back to Duck Insider, presented by Point Community Credit Union. Uh, rating percentage index confirmed for the RPI. And Dustin also has a follow-up question. Does head-to-head matter more than RPI? That is the million-dollar question. It depends on the committee. I there's been some times where I say, yeah, head-to-head certainly mattered. But then there's been other times where I've seen different committees rate things a little bit differently. And I don't know. It's an imperfect science. To me, I think that you've got to look at body of work. Then head-to-head should come into to factor. Ducks have played a much more difficult schedule than UCLA. But I understand that UCLA, the way polls work, it's kind of what have you done for me lately. RPI takes into account a little bit more of the whole – actually, a lot more of the whole season – whether or not head-to-head matters more than RPI, Dustin, I think it depends on the committee, and I think it depends on the two teams that you're looking at and what the body of work is. It all factors in, no doubt. It all factors in. But that's why there's the committees, in theory, to put everything in the right order. Who knows? Mike White, head coach of Oregon Softball. I chatted with him in his office today as the Ducks uh, got the sweep over the Huskies, now getting ready to take on Utah this weekend. They're in the driver's seat. Might be a little added pressure because of that. My conversation with Mike White. Always feels good to sweep the Huskies. <laughs> feels good to sweep anybody at this stage of the season or any part of the season. Um, it's something you have to do, but to do it uh, uh, at their stadium on the road, um, you know, it was a big weekend for us. Let's go through it with a little bit of detail. I mean, I think about some close games, an extra inning affair, and then all of a sudden it doesn't look that close with a 7-2 to two score. Let's start with that game. DJ Sanders, her second extra inning grand slam this year, and both of them against rivals, by the way. Exactly. I mean, she's stepping up in some big situations and uh, getting the job done. And, uh, you know, it's just tremendous to see for her. You know, I, I think that um, – and she also got Player of the Week, Pac-12 Player of the Week, which was a good honor for her. But it was, it was a tight game, you know, with Alvelo. And, um, you know, if you ask me, I wouldn't have thought it would be more than one or two runs in the whole thing. And, uh, you know, we were able to pull ahead. And then DJ uh, gave us a little bit of breathing room, which was awesome. 
Have you seen her get more and more comfortable as the season's gone on? It seems like her swing's getting more and more comfortable up there. Yeah, without a doubt. I think that, uh, you know, uh, and who knows what they say to themselves when they're by themselves, you know. And But uh, I, I just think that uh, she's feeling more comfortable for sure and um, more confidence. And, you know, we definitely got her back up into that three spot in the order, which has helped out tremendously for us. That was my next question. I mean, you tinkered, as we've talked about a lot throughout the course of the season, but it seems like she really fits naturally into that three-hole when she's swinging a solid bat. I mean, is that kind of the dream lineup for you that you've got now? Well, it, it really is, um, you know, because you've got power and speed there. I mean, the, the kid can run. You know, she's athletic, and so that, it's kind of nice to have up on there. You know, obviously, uh, baseball methodology says your best hitters are at two and four, and, um, you know, and so three is a good spot for her. I think that, uh, you know, we get somebody on, she's got enough pop in her bat that she can drive them in. With her and her athleticism, I mean, is it rare to find somebody that's got her height and her level of athleticism? It seems like she plays shortstop. We talked about her defense. Her range is very unique. Is that is that a fair assessment with somebody as tall as her? Yeah, definitely. Um it's hard to find an athlete as tall as tall her with, with that much. Uh, yeah, and she gets the ball at shortstop with, with with some grace sometimes, you know, ease. And uh, so those quick uh, those quick movements are they're great to have as a ball player. Throughout the offense, you talked about how you didn't expect to maybe get one or two against Terranville or more than one or two. She only had given up four runs in a game all season. That was the most Washington allowed. So you guys get the seven, and then it seems like the bats kind of kept going throughout the weekend. Yeah, they certainly did. I mean, we talk about Alvella only giving up, um, you know, four or three, you know, but uh, Plain was the same, was in the same boat. I mean, she's been very hard to score off, and I can see why. She's got great spin on the ball. She locates it well. She doesn't give you much to hit. Uh, so for us to score, you know, five runs off, off Gabby, uh, you know, in two games, actually four and five, but, uh, you know, was, um, I think, very good for our offense as well. Megan Kleist, so the Pac-12 Pitcher of the Week, another solid weekend for Kleist. Yeah, it really was. I, I thought she pitched much better um, on Friday than she did on Sunday. Sunday, she kind of struggled through it a little bit with her locations, I think. that. But then again, you break it down, you look at it, and there's pitches there. You go, oh, my gosh, that's a great pitch. That's a great pitch. But she just didn't put it all together like she had been. and um, you know. But she battled through it, and uh, we got through the end. They were able to bring Alice in. Miranda Ellish, again, another solid weekend. I could say that about a lot of your players. Well, yeah, I mean, Ellish is um – you can just see her growth, you know. I still see some some youth in her, for sure, you know. But uh, but you're starting to see some growth. She's starting to control the heartbeat a little bit, and um, you know, in the big situations. I mean, she gets ramped up. You watch some of the replays. I mean, no one's more excited than Miranda. But now, can she control that? You know. So I'd like to see a blend between her and Kleist. <laughs> in a perfect world, I guess. So that's what they get when they work together for another year. That's the plan, anyway. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, a little morphing situation going on. So yeah. Do you like somebody like Miranda that's got that confidence in the circle? It was big thing was made of it on, in social media, and I even talked about it on our broadcast that she gives up a base hit and then she turns around and goes, "We're good, we're fine," and then roll up a double play right after that. I mean, do you love that sort of confidence? And maybe second part of that question is, what's the balance between overconfident and? confident perfectly well you know there's the outward confidence and then there's the inner confidence what are you really saying to yourself you know but uh obviously if you know if your teammates don't believe in you and um well for, for, let me back up a little bit if you don't believe in yourself how are we supposed to believe in you you know and so yeah you got to have some confidence i mean it's a team sport but it's also very individual in times and uh she's got some good confidence she knows that when she does what she's supposed to do with her locations and her spins um everything works out fine so that's what she's got to find is i've got to be confident in myself to get out of any situation I get into. 
A few years ago, you and I talked a lot about improving defensively and infield. And I remember you talked about having that fielding percentage notch up this year. And I haven't really asked you about that much this year. But you guys turned some big double plays in some big situations. What's your assessment been of the defense over the course of this season? You know, that's that's a good point. I mean, really the errors we've had have just been some stupid, silly little errors. I mean, they're like, oh, my God, just basically throwing errors too. I mean, but our glove work has been tremendous, I think. Um, I think what was overshadowed during the weekend and Husky Stadium is difficult to play in in the outfield because of the swirling winds. You get the winds off Lake Washington, then you get the winds coming out of the stadium. It funnels right out there, so it swirls a little bit. And I think our outfield has got some misreads out there. And I think they may have contributed some balls we probably could should have got to. But our groundwork um, and our double plays, uh, it's just been great. So Coach Spence has done a great job. You know, and I think about, like, this gets overshadowed too. Lauren Linval makes a glove flip. And doesn't get an out on the play, but I just looked at that and I thought, man, this this is a team that's confident defensively. I mean, is that part of it too, that this team knows that they're pretty good up the middle in particular? Well, I think they're starting to to practice those ESPN plays, so to speak, you know. I mean, that's part of it. Sometimes you just have to be creative, and, and, and that's the only way you can get an out. I mean, why not? And uh, so they practice some of that stuff you know, at practice. They, they practice those plays, and um, and sometimes they come to fruition. You know, they work out. Um, that one didn't. Um, but amazingly enough, there was there was a ball. I thought there was a ball that Alex could have got to, and a couple of others, and, and she wasn't at her best fielding-wise in the weekend. But other than that, I thought we did a great job. So the elephant in the room is that you've got some facial hair coming back in right now. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the, the I guess, what, what was it, a, a wager, a, an agreement with the team to bring back the stash if you guys won the series? Yeah, it, it was. I mean, I mean, holy cow, they've been, like, getting on me about bring back the stash, bring back the stash. And, um, you know, it's been kind of like a, a joke there. And so I said, well, I'll tell you what, you, we went on the road at Washington, uh, a series, and I'll grow back. So that's what happened. So now I've got to stick to it, and I've got to do it. But I didn't tell them how long I'd keep it. <laughs> We'll see. So if you get a sweep, is it going to be whole facial hair? I mean, what, what do you think? Well, that's what they said. I said I wanted to grow some back on top of my head, but that didn't work out. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I'm glad that you guys can have a little bit of fun with it. I know Gwen, did Gwen Zvekas kind of lead that charge? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I don't know who came up with the T-shirt thing, you know, that uh, whiteout thing with the mustache and the glasses. But, yeah, it's all kind of a conspiracy against me. So you just never wanted to keep the stash? I mean, it's worked so well for you, Coach. Well, you know, the story behind why I shaved it off was actually because I was at Hawaii and we were going um, uh, free diving, and uh, you needed a seal. So I had to shave it off for the seal. I just never grew it back. All right, fair enough. Uh, these are the important things I know that fans want to know about <laughs> when we talk. Uh, all right, how about being in first place? I mean, now you guys are tied atop the standings with UCLA. Kind of nice to be in the driver's seat, or maybe there's a little bit of extra pressure there now that you p- could potentially win out and win a Pac-12 title. Well, you can certainly look at it either one of those ways is that, uh, hey, we're in a great spot, or you can say, oh, my gosh, you know, we, we can't lose. And so, I mean, either way, we still got to play good softball. Um, you know, we've got, uh, you know, two good teams got to play, uh, you know, starting with Utah and then Cal. Cal's at their place, and they're tough to beat there. So we know we get our work cut out against us. Utah beat us um, the last time they were here. Donovan pitched pretty well. They got three good pitches um, and, and a fourth freshman we may see. Uh, and and they're, they're gritty. You know, so uh, we we can't slow down. We got to keep the momentum going, and I think the ladies know that. And um, you know, we want to win that championship. I mean, that's the carrot that's out there. It's like we want to go get it. We're not hanging on to it. So I think that's the way you got to look at it. You cannot look at it like, oh my God, we can't lose. It's like, no, we need to win anyway. So let's just go win. 
Is there a mental challenge, and do you have to talk to the team about this and to kind of a follow-up here with Utah being in last place, you guys now in first place? Is it more mental just to say, hey, no, we really need to focus up? Well, I think, you know, when we, that game starts at 7 o'clock on Friday, the game doesn't know who's in first and who's in last. It's going to reward the team that plays the best. And that's what we've got to focus on. We've got to do the little things that mean a lot. Uh, we've got to do them better than the other team, and then uh, we've got to win a game. Are you big Cal fans this weekend before you play them next week? <laughs> well, it certainly wouldn't hurt us. But, uh, you, know, uh, you know, like I said, Cal's dangerous. They've got some very good athletes on that team. Um, you know, but uh, if they happen to pull one out, that'd be awesome. UCLA plays Cal uh, this weekend, for those of you that are curious about that. What does this Utah team do well? Uh, what are you kind of guarding against with the scouting report? Well, uh, like I said, they pitch well. Um, their catcher, Martinez, is good. She throws people out. Um, you know, she's got some pop in her bat. They've got some speed throughout their lineup. Uh, they're scrappy. I think that's what uh, they're mostly known for is they're very scrappy. They don't give in. Um, and and that's, what, that's what you got to look out for. They get their nose in front, and they're very much a momentum team. So that's what we've got to avoid is getting behind. Uh, and, and the rest of it is just falls into place what we need to do against any team. We just need to make sure you know, we get those leadoff outs. We, we make great defensive plays, and we pitch well. Nice to be at home, too. Oh, absolutely. The Jane is really rocking. I mean, we're getting some great support. It really helps our club. Um, we love playing there. You know, it's, it's great. You know, you, you, you get to sleep in your own beds. That's awesome as well. But uh, we certainly love playing at the Jane. Final regular season games, but I have a feeling there's going to be a few more at Jane Sanders Stadium this year. Yeah, there's a pretty good chance we'll have a, you know, the postseason, hopefully, um, you know, their first round for sure at home. And, um, you know, then, then we'll see what happens from there. But, you know, there are still tickets available for the Utah series. Uh, if you haven't seen a game, you need to get out there and take a look because once you get there, you're hooked. I love it. Well, good luck. Uh, thanks for spending a few minutes with us. And uh, we'll catch up with you next week, hopefully after a few more wins at the Jane. Thanks, jo- uh, thanks Joey. And go Ducks. I told Coach, uh, and he, he laughed after he stuttered there at the end because he said, I almost said, thanks, Jane. And I told him, I said, Coach, we can thank Jane Sanders and the Sanders family all the time. I'm totally on board with that, especially with the way that the Ducks have played at Jane Sanders Stadium and what that stadium has meant to this Oregon team. It has been a huge, huge part of the Ducks' success. Coach mentioned it Friday, 7 o'clock. The Ducks will host Utah. Then Saturday at 6.30 against the Utes at Jane Sanders Stadium before Oregon wraps up the series. The final regular season game at Jane Sanders Stadium will be Sunday at 4 o'clock. Oregon's on the road at Cal on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of the following weekend. And then on Mother's Day, Oregon will find out what the regional draw will be and where the Ducks are at heading to the postseason. My thanks to Mike White for always taking the time to chat with us every Tuesday. Tennis selection show coming up today, both men's tennis and women's tennis looking for solid draws. Um, And some news coming out as it pertains to Hayward Field. USA Track and Field has reopened the bidding for the 2020 U.S. Olympic Team Trials. It was at Mount Sac, and now new Hayward Field, which is scheduled to be open for meets in spring of 2020, might be back into the mix to host the Olympic trials in 2020. That would be pretty outstanding. There's some new news today. And historic Hayward Field with the new historic Hayward Field continuing to head towards the build date and the reopening. That'd be pretty awesome to have the Olympic trials back here in Eugene. That's where they always should be, in my opinion. Coming up, uh, the Pac-12 quarterback rankings. Athlon Sports today released their Pac-12 quarterback rankings for 2018. Might surprise you. 
We'll talk about that. Also, Mark Grandy, voice of Oregon softball, going to join us coming up. Stick with us. Duck Insider here on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. BBQ, I'm talking Memphis BBQ, the Memphis Barbecue, thick burger, Carl's Jr., pick it up. BBQ, I'm talking Memphis BBQ, the Memphis Barbecue, thick burger, Carl's Jr., pick it up. For a limited time at participating Carl's Jr. restaurants. It's starting early and staying late, working hard and helping out, giving your all for your team and your community. And just like the Oregon Ducks, On Point does everything we can to help our team win, giving local people and local businesses the banking and lending solutions they need to get ahead. We're On Point Community Credit Union, a proud sponsor of University of Oregon Athletics. Federally insured by NCUA, equal opportunity lender. This is Duck Insider from IMG. From IMG. America's home for college sports. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You've messed up your daughter's haircut. Do you, A, get spiritual? Mom, where's the mirror? Beauty is within. Oh. B, find the positives. Less time blow drying, more time texting. Or C, show empathy. Mom, you really don't have twinsies. I kind of love it. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Movies like Contagion are fiction, but disease outbreaks can and do happen. Early detection allows public health officials at the state, local, and federal levels to manage and reduce the spread and impact of a contagious disease. CDC stands ready to respond. Our scientists work 24-7 to address current and potential health threats. For more information about CDC's work or how you can stay healthy, visit www.cdc.gov. Standing by. Randy told me to stand by, so I'm standing by. Oh, well, that's because he's standing right here. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> he, uh, he's pulled a fast one on us, so we'll dive into Yeah, green means I call him, Joey. Why well, green that's, means... Well, no, I'm aware. I'm, I'm, I'm well aware, but when he just appears right as we're coming back it it, it all makes sense randy okay well i mean it's all it, coming it's together as long as the show is going on we're good to go that's right we'll talk with mark randy the voice of oregon softball coming up here in just a little while uh i, I did want to have some, a little fun with this so athlon sports traditionally athlon sports is the first one that does your way too early top 25 the first one that does your conference preview and the first one that does all of your uh fun articles that don't mean anything where we all sit here and rank quarterbacks in different position groups and rank teams. Athlon sports always ahead of the curve. Now, people in the radio business, we love that because then when football season is still months away, it gives us something to talk about in the spring. Am I right, Mark? Mark's nodding his head in approval. Uh, So they ranked the Pac-12 quarterbacks for 2018. Jake Luton, Oregon State starting quarterback, ranked number 12. Uh, Trey Tinsley, Washington State, number 11. Devin Modster from UCLA with Chip Kelly's new high-powered offense. He's number 10. JT Daniels at USC after the 
Former USC quarterback Sam Darnold went to the NFL. Same thing with UCLA. Ross Bowers at Cal, number eight. Steven Montez at Colorado, they've got it number seven. Montez is a guy that I feel like for a long time we've been saying, oh, he could be one of the best quarterbacks in the conference. But now he's been perennially one of the middle-of-the-pack quarterbacks in the conference seemingly forever. K.J. Costello from Stanford, they got him at number six. Manny Wilkins, Arizona State, number five. Tyler Huntley, Utah, number four. Then it's Justin Herbert at number three. Jake Browning is at number two for Washington and Khalil Tate for Arizona at number one. Here's what's interesting. When you had Rosen and you had Darnold go pro and a few guys graduate, Luke Falk went pro. He got drafted by the Titans. Randy and I were talking about that earlier this week that you're going to have a Pac-12 quarterback room in Tennessee. Marcus Mariota will be backed up by Luke Falk. But it's interesting, looking at this list, there's actually quite a few new faces playing quarterback. Oregon State, Washington State, UCLA, USC, all going to have new faces at quarterback. Ross Bowers was a guy that played just one year at Cal. Montez, Colorado, been around a long time. Costello played, came on for Stanford at the end of the year. Wilkins at Arizona State. But really, as I look at this list, I feel like there's only three stud quarterbacks in the conference this year. Because you got Herbert, Browning, and Tate. The last few years, I think we've been a little bit spoiled. The conference has had so many good quarterbacks. Now we are looking at a team that, or a conference, I should say, that doesn't have a lot of experienced quarterbacks on the teams. Kind of interesting to think about heading into next year. Men's tennis and women's tennis will find out their postseason fate today. We'll keep you updated on that. We've got to get a break, though, because the voice of Oregon softball, Mark Grandy, is here. Ladies and gentlemen, he called three wins against the Huskies. Are you undefeated against the Huskies? No. All right. Well, never mind. We'll talk with him about that coming up. You can find him on Twitter, Mark Randy. He's the KWVA Sports Director, and he joins us right after this here on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. This is Joel Block for The Law and You with Eugene attorney Laura Johnson. Laura, I understand Oregon is leading a national effort to protect children from chemicals in certain products. Joel, it's called the Toxic Free Kids Act. It requires manufacturers to disclose and eventually phase out harmful chemicals that are known to cause health problems such as cancer, learning disabilities, and chronic diseases like asthma. Children and pregnant women are especially at risk. Oregon's law helped lead the way to new national laws, the first in 40 years. Implementation will be the next step and will take years. As new chemicals are identified in the Toxic Free Kids Act, we'll be posting them on our website. Our firm has worked to bring public awareness to lead-free children's toys and alternatives to pesticides in parks. Our goal is to protect Oregon children from harmful chemicals. Thanks, Laura. To learn more about the Toxic Free Act and sign up to get reports on chemicals, visit CorsonJohnsonLaw.com. The Law and You is part of Corson & Johnson's work to make communities safer. Your daily dose of Oregon athletics. This is Duck Insight from IMG. I've got the water, energy bars, and camera. I think we're set for the hike. Almost. We need to protect our skin. Don't forget your wide-brimmed hat and sunscreen. All right. I've got the hat. I've got SPF 30. Will that work? Yeah. Anything 15 or higher is good. Just make sure it says broad spectrum. Great. Got it. I am not getting burned again. Let's go. Learn more at cdc.gov cancer. 
Hi, I'm Kathy Rigby, and I love portraying Peter Pan on the stage. But there are many children who are facing the reality of life-threatening illnesses every day. Discovery Arts helps children undergoing cancer treatment step outside of their illness and into a world of imagination by bringing them music, dance, and arts adventures while they're in the hospital. For $15 a month, you can become a Discovery Arts partner and bring art adventures to a child facing the unimaginable. Visit discoveryarts.org today for more information. Back Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. I'm Joey Mack. He's Mark Grandy. He's the KWVA Sports Director. What's going on, buddy? Oh, not too much. Staying busy. You know, yeah? It's getting back from Seattle. We were Long just discussing, though, during the break. You're in one class. I'm in one class. Senior year, spring term. You know, generally not the, the most difficult term. It's supposed to be easy. It's supposed to be. I yeah. took uh, 12 credits my last term of school. Well, that was also your third year It school, was. That's so. true. This is my that's fourth. True. But, well, so you've got one. But did you do any summer school? Uh, one year after my sophomore year, I yeah, took a couple see? of classes in the summer. So, so you did it the right way. Yeah, you know, you yeah. you're already paying rent when you're up here. I mean, yeah. why not, might as well get some yeah some classes in. Yeah, definitely. He was up in Seattle. Uh, you and Matt Tyra calling the series for a lot of uh, I know very happy fans on Friday that you guys were up there since there was no TV and the report was that the live stream was shall we say not as good as Oregon's usually is up in Washington. We won't go there, but that being said, you guys did manage to get around the entire University of Oregon webpage crashing, right? Oh, my goodness. That what was a day a mess. for that, right? It was a mess, and it didn't even recover until, I'm not even sure, either late Friday night or, or early Saturday morning. So we had to direct everyone to our tune-in page to listen to the, to the game. Hey, I that's knew okay. Tune in, people who listen to <laughs> us are familiar with tune-in. Yeah. So they, they knew they knew where to go and, and how That's to find good. it. So it, it worked out, but that was kind of annoying. Yeah. So uoregon.edu for whatever reason was totally down in everyone on on Friday, and it very much messed with the the broadcast yeah. because that was how everybody was tuning in. If you weren't in the Eugene area, because there was no TV, and all of a sudden then there was TV on Saturday and Sunday, which. I know a lot of people were happy about your recap of the Washington series. It went well for the Ducks. Oh, it went very well. Uh, coming in, you think even if they just win two of those games, they have a good shot. Um, we'll talk about the rankings coming up later, but a good shot <laughs> just to set themselves up for success in the postseason and potentially even win a Pac-12 title. But they come out and they win all three. Uh, and they were all pretty competitive games. They came from behind in all of them. They were down by at least one run in all three of the games. And it was early, and most of the times that they took a lead midway through the game and held on at the end. And if you told me that they were going to sweep this series, I wouldn't have called you crazy, but I would have guessed that they would have had to have some great performances from Gwen Savekis, um, some more big hits from Mary Iacopo, who was coming in as Oregon's leading hitter in conference play. Uh, but they both did not have their best series. Iacopo, I believe, went one for 11 or something like that with six or seven strikeouts. Savekis had a couple of hits. They were both singles, not much beyond that. Without those two having their best series, Oregon, they still sweep the Huskies. That, that's pretty impressive, and the pitching certainly was good as well. Megan Kleist, she, she picked up a factual pitcher of the week award, but I would still say that Kleist on Sunday, Elish on Saturday, probably not their best either. They issued a couple of walks. They had some command controls, and certainly sure. the, the Huskies' offense is really good, and they just make it difficult on pitchers. 
but I think that they weren't at their best either. I think Oregon all the way around could have played better, but they still won all three of the games. And that being said, it's pretty crazy because they're already such a good team anyway. Yeah, talking with Mike White earlier, I mean, he, he, he those of you who were tuning in earlier heard my conversation with the Oregon softball head coach. I, I think that DJ Sanders is a big reason why. You know, she seems to be coming on strong at the right time. Well, yeah, she, she or he told Matt Tyra, who, was, who uh, chatted with Mike White after game three, that Sanders is carrying our offense right now. And I think that's accurate. I mean, she had the grand slam uh, in game number one in the ninth thing that put Oregon up by five runs. She also had a grand slam in game, or uh, pardon me, a home run in game number three that added on to Oregon's lead in that five-run third inning, I believe it was. She also had a bunt single in game number two. She's doing it all for this Oregon team, also playing good defense. But her, her last month or so of softball, it really seemed like the turning point was that Grand Slam versus Oregon State in the Civil War, a game that Oregon had to have if they were to win that series. Uh, since then, her swings have been a lot better. And it's not just the power. She's hit home runs all year long. Uh, early in the year, it was either strikeout or home run. Now it's working counts, getting to a three-ball counts, nine pitch at-bats, ten pitch at-bats, going the opposite way with some singles, hitting some doubles, drawing some walks, and then still the power as well. Her numbers, her power numbers, the same throughout the season, but everything else, the rest of her game, has been dramatically improved. How about her defense, too? I mean, I feel like coming into the year, Coach White, everyone talked about the offense. She led the country in RBI and in home runs last year, but plugging her in at shortstop, I think, has been a big deal for the Ducks this year. Yeah, that was one of the, the question marks on, on the team was how was the defense going to be like at short because Nikki Udria obviously was phenomenal at that position. For four years. For four years. We were the, spoiled. Yeah, definitely. The Duck, the duck fans were in. The, the the hitting wasn't really a question, and you know there were some uh, on that regard early in the year when she did struggle out of the gates, but the defense has been there all year. Um, yes, I mean, shortstop, you're going to commit some errors. That's just the nature of that position. Same thing at third base. It's just such a difficult position to, to, to be at, but her arm from shortstop is incredible. She might have one of the best arms on this team. Um, she could probably make some throws from the outfield to home plate. Yeah. She had a relay that gunned down a runner at home in game number three from shallow left field. It was a perfect throw to Savekis. Uh, she made the final out of game three that sealed the win as well. It was a deep throw from shortstop. She barely even put anything into what it looked like and got there in plenty of time. Also, the connection with Linval at second base, a couple of double plays they on Sunday. Huge. Incredible. Bases loaded, one out in the fifth, a uh, double play to end the inning. Uh, runner on first, nobody out in the seventh, a two-run game, a double play to erase that single that drove in a run. Uh, she's been really, really good defensively all year long. Not the offense has come around. She's really becoming a complete player and, and, as Mike White said, carrying this team. Mark Randy, he's the voice of Oregon softball. You can find him on Twitter at Mark Randy, Mark with a C. Also at KWVA Sports, KWVARadio.org for info on all they're doing with the student radio station. On the call for Oregon softball all season long, they're the experts. And now – Expert, answer me this, all right? All right. The Ducks are the top team in the RPI. I'm pretty sure it's not even close. You don't get the <laughs> breakdown the way the RPI works. You don't see what the separation is between them, at least not publicly. But I would argue they're probably a good separation between one and then everybody else. But they're number two in the polls, Mark. It's 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 interesting, to say the least. And I think that's probably the safe way of putting it interesting. I, I said on our show last night, uh, Oregon is the number one team in the country. They will be in the polls. And I said that they should have a, a pretty wide margin in terms of the first-place votes. They got one first-place vote. UCLA got 30. Oklahoma still got one, which I think both of those are pretty interesting. I thought the votes would have been split 
between Oregon and UCLA. No one else would have gotten any, and I thought Oregon would have had the advantage there. You look at the resume for this team, and it is just incredible. And yet they have seven losses, more than any other team in the top five. But they also have the toughest schedule by a mile for anyone else. UCLA, three losses. A phenomenal team, 44-3. and three. Their best game in, in non-conference, their highest, uh, highest team they played was LSU. They're a top 15 team. That's a really quality game, and they won that game. They went not undefeated in non-conference play. But Oregon, you look at their, their losses in the non-conference, they're all to really, really good teams. They're all games that they could have won. Maybe they should have won. Ole Miss uh, in Mexico, that was a nine-inning, one-nothing game. Uh, the international tiebreaker rules did not help them out in that, in that one. Runner on second base to start extra innings, and, and they couldn't win that game. You also think later on uh, in the Mary Nutter Classic versus, yeah. versus Texas A&M. They lose that game by a couple of runs. An error in center field by Shannon Rose allows two runs to score. That doesn't happen. Oregon probably wins that game. Later on that same weekend, they lose one nothing to Tennessee, a two-out double that drove in a run in the first inning. That's, that's it. Right. That's the only score in that game. Right. And then the last non-conference loss, Florida State in Florida State, when Megan Kleist with a no-hitter, but the Ducks still lose. All of those games, one thing goes differently. They win all four of those games, and they could still easily have been undefeated in non-conference. And yes, they did lose those games, but also throughout all those other games, they also had wins versus top 10 teams. You look yep. at their, their record versus teams currently in the top 10 of the NFCA poll, they are 12-4. and four. 12-4 and four versus top 10 teams right now. They've played every top 10 team but one, Florida. And they've the Florida's fared, traditionally been a little bit of a thorn in Oregon's yeah, side. Yeah, definitely. And, and they've been so good versus those top 10 teams. Yes, UCLA taking care of business. They've won games that they have played, except for versus Oregon. The Ducks took two of three versus them. Right. There's nothing more that Oregon could do. I don't think it, it, it means all that much right now. Oregon could very, very easily finish number one in the polls when it's all said and done. And even if they don't, I think the committee will get it right and yeah. put them as the number one seed on Selection Sunday. But still, right now, it's sending a message to Oregon and to other teams across the nation. Well, maybe you don't need to schedule really tough non-conference schedules to be ranked number one. UCLA didn't, and they're currently number one. Just take care of business and win a bunch of games. Yeah, but then on the other side of that coin, though, like you said, there, it doesn't really matter all that much in the polls because the RPI, the Ducks are still first. Yeah. I feel like in softball, that's not true in every sport, but I feel like in softball, the RPI is a better indication of what it's going to look like come seeding time, right? Yeah, I think that's fair. And Oregon... Unless they they go on a couple, they lose a couple games here the rest of the way, and they they're going to be heavy favorites to win out Utah and Cal. If they lose a couple, then you have some questions. But they went out. Maybe they lose one game. They're still going to be a lock to to host everything. Be a high seed at the very worst, perhaps top top three, top four. Even if they lose one game, they they've just put together such a great resume that it probably does not matter that much. And really, the difference between one and two doesn't mean much either no. for this Oregon team. It's really more about who you're going to get in the second round with the yeah. NCAA Super Regionals. So Mark Randy, the voice of Oregon softball, our guest from KWVA Sports. Uh, we can get fired up about it, but to your point, it's it, it doesn't really matter all that much. Yeah. Now, that being said, though, what does matter is I think that this is going to be the most battle-tested team that Oregon's ever had going to Oklahoma City. And that was a conscious effort from Mike White earlier this year. I've talked with him, I know you have as well, about scheduling and putting really, really difficult teams on your schedule. To Mark's point, the Ducks have played every team in the top ten except Florida. I think that this is the best battle te- the most battle-tested, and I think it's the best-equipped team that Mike White has ever had to win in Oklahoma City. 
Yes, agree. I agree with you. I agree with you. And I said that from the, from the beginning of the season. You just look at the makeup of this team. They have four seniors that are all huge parts of this team. Uh, and, yes, they'll have the pitching staff back next year, and they were all here last year. But they're all so much better this year. Yeah. And the four seniors that they have, they're playing – you can make cases that their best seasons for Oregon softball, at least Lily, maybe not as good as, as her freshman year when she was an All-American. That was pretty ridiculous. But though. she is playing at an All-American level this year as well, maybe a third-team spot. Gwen Savek is uh, going to hit a career high in home runs, probably also drive in a career high uh, runs as well. She's played phenomenal. And then you have the, the group of, of juniors and sophomores, Megan Kleist, that's been really, really good for this team. And then, of course, that sophomore class, uh, that was just so great as, as freshmen last year. Uh, this team, they'll, they'll be good the next couple of years as well with this core back. Mm-hmm. But this is the last year with that group of seniors that they can win it. And I thought last year they had a good shot. But with, with the inexperience at pitching they had in postseason going into the World Series last year, I think that uh, it wasn't going to work out for them at the end. And they still made it very far and very close to winning it all, at least going to the, the final round and getting to the national championship. Probably the third-best team in the country last yes, year. Yes, I, I would agree with that. But but this year, it, it's different. All three pitchers, they have experience pitching in the World Series. They've been through tough games in, in regionals and super regionals last year. And they have D.J. Sanders in here from University uh, of Louisiana at Lafayette, Gwen Sivakis, Lauren Linval, and Jenna Lilly. This is... This is the best chance I think they've had under Mike White. And they've had a lot of good chances. Well, and I don't, a lot of good chances, but I think this is the year. And I don't think this is the best offense Oregon's ever had. And I, and I don't think that that's much of a debate. This is probably, in Mike White's tenure, this is a middle-of-the-road kind of an offensive oh, yeah. team. Now, that being said, they're winning close games. I, mean, I think back on, on years in the past where the Ducks have gone to Oklahoma City and prior to Oklahoma City, because they weren't facing as good a pitching in the Pac-12, they were bombing teams. I mean, they were dominating. So then you get to Oklahoma City, all of a sudden you're losing like 2-1. to one. Ducks, just that just didn't happen in the regular season. Part of it, I think, this year, Mark, and you've seen this more than I have, the pitching, I think, is a lot better in the Pac-12, so the offense is probably maybe not as good, but also maybe a little bit more battle-tested of, hey, this is what it takes to win a 2-1 to one game. you got to win with some small ball. You're not just going to hit home runs all the time. Yeah, and I think, I think to that point, even the offense is still pretty darn good this year, and I agree. It's not. It's not their best. I think back to two years ago yeah. when they broke all those records with the home runs, uh, with with runs scored and all that. They didn't even make it to the World Series that year. They Got ran upset. into UCLA in the in the Supers here at home. In we, don't that up, we don't bring <laughs> and, that up. And they lost on. I know that's uh, that's a series that Oregon fans don't want to think about. Uh, but I mean, they had Sheridan Hawkins on that team and a freshman in Megan Kleist. The pitching this year is loads better, which is scary to think about because right. they were so good that year but you have a number two like Miranda Ellish she is an ace on 99 percent of the teams out there in division one softball she's your number two really coming into this to this year Oklahoma or pardon me um, Washington was the only team that could really match up with Oregon one and two pitchers maybe you can make a case for Florida they're certainly up there uh, as well and if they do meet in the World Series that would be really fun to watch um but Oregon, they just have the depth at pitching, and I think they have a great mixture of power and speed on, on, in this lineup. Two years ago, we mentioned not a lot of speed. It was really all power for this Oregon team. Last year, it was not nearly as much power, right. a lot of speed, and that did work for them quite a bit. It took them deep into the postseason. Speed never slumps. Alexis Mack, 
getting on base with bunts, just putting the ball on the ground. She reaches most of the time. But this year they have a great combination, I think, uh, of the power in the middle part of the order with, with Gwen Sevek and Shannon Rhodes and Mary Iacopo, and then also the speed on both ends with Lily uh, and Alexis Mack. And on the bottom you, you also have um, – Haley Cruz, Cruz. Uh, yeah. as well, and Lauren Linval, who's swinging the bat a lot better now as well. So uh, I think this Oregon lineup, combined with the pitching staff, gives them their best chance, uh, as you said earlier. He knows what he's doing. The voice of Oregon softball, Mark Randy. We could talk for hours. No Find worries. their stuff, kwaradio.org, 88.1 FM here in Eugene. Thanks, buddy. All right. No, no worries, Joey. We'll, uh, we'll talk with you again before <laughs> the season's over. We'll get a break. Come back. Wrap up Duck Insider after this on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Like any winning team, it takes every part of EMC Insurance companies working together to successfully ensure that our agents, policyholders, and employees can count on EMC. And they do. They count on our broad range of insurance products and services. They count on our superior level of personalized service. And they trust that we will continue to be a financially stable partner, just like we have been for more than 100 years. All of this makes EMC one of the nation's premier insurance companies. And that's something you can always count on. BBQ, I'm talking Memphis BBQ, the Memphis Barbecue, Thick Burger, Carl's Jr., pick it up. BBQ, I'm talking Memphis BBQ, the Memphis Barbecue, Thick Burger, Carl's Jr., pick it up. For a limited time at participating Carl's Jr. restaurants. Duck Insider from IMG. This is the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Jill, why don't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark, and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ag Council. It's Practical Poly Radio. I've switched to cooking with healthier oils. So now what do I do with all these tubs of lard? Skinny jeans feeling too tight? A bit of lard on your hips and thighs and those pants slide on like a dream. So there's no need for that lard to go to waste. But get your best heart-healthy trade-up with healthier oils, like canola, olive, or other vegetable oils, which can actually lower your chances for heart disease. Learn more at heart.org slash face the fats. Canola Info is the national supporter of the American Heart Association's Face the Fats campaign. This broadcast of University of Oregon Athletics is authorized under rights granted to IMG College, LLC, by the University of Oregon and is intended solely for the entertainment of our listening audience. Any publication, rebroadcast, retransmission, or commercial use of the descriptions and accounts of this game or show without the express written consent of IMG College and the University of Oregon is prohibited. The announcers are selected by IMG College and approved by the University of Oregon. Today's legal disclaimer brought to you by Corson Johnson Law Firm. In life as in sports, you have to enforce the rules to keep people safe. Learn more about how the law can help make our community safer at CorsonJohnsonLaw.com. Corson Johnson Law Firm, proud sponsor of the Oregon Ducks. I'm Joey Mack. Thanks for Mark Randy, voice of Oregon softball, for joining us. I, I still think this is the best equipped team that the Ducks have ever had to win in the postseason. And i got to take care of business. Two series left. Utah, then at Cal. 
Oregon wins those. They're Pac-12 champs. They might be the number one overall seed heading into the tournament. I like Oregon's chances. Download the GoDucks game day app in your smartphone's app store today. You can stay up to date with Duck News and social media. Tickets in the app, live game broadcast, facilities info as well, all part of the GoDucks game day app. Tomorrow on Athletic Director Wednesday, brought to you by Bymart, Chief Compliance Officer Jody Sykes will be our guest. It'll be the last time that we'll talk with Jody this year. And she is an encyclopedia of knowledge about all things NCAA and how things relate around the country. So I want to ask her some bigger picture questions. So we've had her on a few times, talked about some of the changes that have happened this year, but what are some of the bigger issues facing college athletics as we head into the next football season? Pac-12 meetings are going on right now, actually, in Phoenix. So there's going to be some things about that. We're going to talk with Jody Sachs, Chief Compliance or Chief Compliance Officer, coming up tomorrow on the show. Wrapping things up from the Ducks store, we purchase Sport the Ducks, past, present, and future. I'm Joey Mack, and it should be a fun day. Men's tennis and women's tennis will find out their postseason fate. We'll talk with Neil Shelander, head coach for the men's tennis team tomorrow about their postseason draw. Civil War Baseball tonight. We'll talk to you for a 5-15 pregame. I rescued Toast from a shelter in 2011. I love Toast because she's a lazy diva. Toast does whatever she wants, obviously. She's sleeping right now. She's so loving. She's so comforting. When I walked into the shelter, I knew right then that she was special. Toast, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When floodwaters reach your door? When wildfires are engulfing the edge of your neighborhood? Or an earthquake is destroying buildings? Or is the best time, perhaps, today? During a disaster, you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think. Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Hi, Mom. Is Claire's birthday party today? Me again, Mom. Where did I put my history book? Hi. Sorry, forgot one last thing. Sometimes it's hard to concentrate. At school, I start looking out the window, and then I forget what I was supposed to be thinking about. I know it seems like I don't care, but I do. It's just difficult for me. Love you, Mom. Bye. Join parents and experts at understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues to help your child thrive. Brought to you by understood.org and the Ad Council. Alvin and the Chipmunks want to remind you to keep bacteria and food from making you ill with four simple steps. It should be a walk in the park. Clean. Wash hands and surfaces often. I'm waiting for the rain cycle. Separate. Keep raw meats away from ready-to-eat foods. Yep. Cook. Make sure meat, poultry, and seafood is cooked to the right temperature. And chill. Refrigerate food promptly. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. The road trip to food safety starts at foodsafety.gov. You've been listening to Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. A special thanks to University of Oregon Athletics Director Rob Mullins. Duck Insider is an exclusive presentation of IMG, America's home for college sports.